I think the title of this gospel should be, No Good Deed Ever Goes Unpunished, you know? Jesus, in reading this gospel, we've all heard it so many times, lepers and, you know, the outcasts of society, and leprosy is a stand-in for any sort of thing that it separates us from God or others. But uh, this guy, it just hit me that, you know, he got what he wanted, and he turns right around, and immediately disobeys what the Lord says and goes off and, and, and you know, blabs it to everybody so that Jesus can't even go, in, go, can't go in, into towns anymore. Um, but you can't be too hard on him because people would ask him, gosh, weren't you, aren't you the lever? What, how did this happen? So, I mean, hard to not talk about Jesus, but still, you know. Um, so, with Lent coming up, if we look at the Gospels, um, what do people come to Jesus for? And uh, the ones that thought they were perfect killed him, so we'll put them off to one side. You know, it's good to, to not think too highly of yourself because then we don't even need God, and that was that crowd. But this crowd, people will come to him looking for physical healings. It's a rare person indeed that asks for something that isn't physical. And, uh, you know, for example, when the paralytic is lowered through through St. Peter's mother's home that they were staying in uh, through the roof. Jesus forgives the guy's sins first. Well, that's not what he came for, but all, Jesus read the man's heart and forgave him. That was more important to Jesus than the physical healing. And we see him doing this on a number of occasions. The only person I can think of that, um, that was grateful to be forgiven, other than the woman caught in adultery and she didn't want to be killed, was the, the woman who who let her hair down and, and washed Jesus' feet with her tears and poured all this ointment all over his feet because she had been forgiven so many sins. We don't know if that was Mary Magdalene or another Mary or if that was Mary, Mary, uh, Mary Martha and Lazarus. We don't really know exactly which one that is, but that person was grateful to be forgiven. But she's, a, she's an exception to the rule. And most of us look at the exterior before the interior and uh, so a little I think about this gospel and thinking about let coming up it, a phrase came, comes to mind that I've, I've often mentioned here from St. Catherine of Siena but it's one I had on my on my counter for years and, uh, and I read the dialogues of St. Catherine which I strongly recommend but please look at the editions online first before you buy one because the translations can be kind of awful but if you get the right translation, she's a doctor of the church and it's just great stuff. One of the times she complained to God about something in her life and, and the Lord said to her, daughter, if you take care of my business, I'll take care of your business, which I thought was an excellent way to live. You know, what do we do? We tell the Lord, let me take care of my business and then I'll get around to you. I mean, you may not say that, but oftentimes, well, what are we going to say to him today? Lord, let me watch the Super Bowl and then I'll pray if I get around to it. Did I hit home? Did anybody hear? Um, but it's that kind of thing we see in the Gospels. So um, some of you may remember, um, I looked this up. Um, Sister Breeze McKenna was here. She's a very famous nun in the church. Uh, I can't believe she's still doing this, but she's still going around. Mainly she does priest retreats these days and and one or possibly two parishes in the United States every year. The rest of the time she goes all over the world. And we happen to be that one parish. 
And so we, um, no, none of the local priests could figure out how we got her. I said, well, I asked the Holy Spirit. I prayed, I called, and they said, wouldn't you know, we're just looking for one right now. And they put, put us down, and that's how it happened. It was just pray, ask, receive, get credit. <laughs> I didn't expect that. But what happened with that was um, we have a, 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 a committee called the Continuing Education Board, which is, please don't, don't have your eyes glaze over. I'm not going to preach on that committee. But um, we, uh, we're, we, are, we as priests are organized into four groups based on how long we've been ordained, not our age, but our age in ministry. And so there's, we call them, they call them cohorts, which I hate that name, you know? If you remember on Good Friday, what's the group that came to arrest Jesus? A cohort. So they call us cohorts. I mean, I, I don't like being called that. But anyway, um, I'm in cohort number two. Cohort number one is the most senior priests, which we call death row because that's the only way you get out of that one. I'm one guy away from getting into that one, so that's a, that's a that's scary in of itself. So anyway, my, my, my peers in my cohort voted me into this committee. I was not running for office, but I got the job anyway. So anyway, they're trying to, they, they asked me if I could maybe get Sister Breach to, to, um, to do the priest retreat next year, and they, I called them and they said there's a very good chance that she will come. So that, that's, she might even pop by here and say hello. So that's really, really cool. This retreat was really something. People came from all over the West Coast, okay, all the way from Los Angeles to all the way up to Vancouver, BC. And because she's, if you know who she is, she's very popular, a faith healer. When she, 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 she she's one of the people, she's somebody that has the gift of healing, the gift of, of well, you know, they don't make churches like they used to, do they? <laughs> something, something fell off the roof. Um, sorry about that. Um, well, that goes with my homework. I'm going to stand here until I remember what I was saying. Um, and so she, um, uh, people, people, she has the gift of, of wisdom. So she, when she prays over people, she will, sometimes the spirit will speak through her. She's prayed over me twice. I've been in about four of her retreats being a priest. And, uh, in two occasions that she prayed over me, she said exactly the same thing twice in this 10 years apart. It's the kind of person that she is. And so pe naturally people wanted to be prayed over by her and they came here and the church was packed and only part of them were our parishioners. And the smart ones were here of our parishioners, I can tell you that, because that's almost like having the Pope come because that's how, that's how high up she is. She's given retreats to the, for the Pope. But anyway, um, there were so many people here, for whatever reason, she decided not to pray over people individually. And I was doing, I was kind of celebrating with Father Kevin Scallon, God rest his soul, up here, and she announced that. And she said, we're gonna have you all put your, your what you want healed in a, in a basket. And she put it in front of the altar. And as soon as she said that, about maybe 10 or 15 people, mostly toward the back, got up and immediately left because they wanted that individual attention. If they couldn't get it, they weren't staying. I, I, can't, I still can't believe this, but it's really true, Boy Scouts honor. And um, I just thought, wow, you know, that is so, um, not only is it rude, but it, 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 it's not pleasing to God. 
And there were many healings at that retreat, uh, that mission. I say retreat. It was, it was both. People that were obedient or that followed what she wanted to do got their healings. And the ones that wanted it their way, they stopped out and they didn't get anything. And I, it just it struck me as, as with Lent coming up, maybe we should ask the Lord what he wants us to do for Lent and not just what we want. Um, she also left us with this beautiful painting, and it is a painting from Poland of, uh, of Divine Mercy, um, which she only gives to a few parishes that she likes really well, so that's another good thing. So I, every time I look at that, I think of her and that wonderful mission. And, um, but do we approach the Lord like, like some do, you know, wanting, well, let me put it this way. If she were here now, what would you put in the basket to be healed? I'll bet 90% of us would either be conversion to my family, that's a good one, uh, something physical that we have wrong with us. Who doesn't have something wrong with them? If you, if you don't, uh, I, I'd like to know who you are because we're all, either you or somebody in the family needs a healing, don't we? That's the human condition. But every single person in the Bible that got healed in the Old Testament or the New died anyway. The point is, this is a temporary world. We live in a temporary body. One day we'll be given a glorified permanent body that will be like Christ, but we're not in that world yet. And the real us is on the inside. And one day that's gonna show. When this body falls away, what, who we are is gonna be seen by everybody. So it might be well in this very troubled world we live in. I've talked to many of you, and many of you are worried about things in you know, one thing or another in our world, our society, and everything else. But the most important thing is what is important to God. If we put him first, he's going to come through with the other stuff. And so maybe is the question really is, is my life pleasing to God? What part of my life, we all have them, would God prefer us to be working on with him? And asking that question, maybe in the next four days or the first week of Lent, I always say the first four days of Lent are kind of a trial balloon, you know, if that doesn't work, try something else, but I always, I always say I'm going to be patient for the next 46 days, and I tell the Lord to hurry up because I can't wait all day for this, <laughs> that doesn't work, you know, uh, and I'm going to try it again this year, I, I, maybe one of these days I'll get lucky, but I mean, that's really the kind of thing, though, that our Lord is looking for, is what is my fundamental weakness, or what is it that would be more pleasing to God? You know, something you either add in or, or something to work on. Um, what am I looking at that I shouldn't be, for example? You know what I mean? Um, these are the things that are pleasing to God, because one Lent will be our last one. And Lent is what we make of it, isn't it? Um, life is what we make of it. Lord wants to accompany us on the journey, but he waits for people to ask the right question. Are we going to be like the 99% in the Bible that ask for nothing but physical healings, or do we look for the spiritual? Um, I've got a very significant high school reunion coming up. I won't say which one it is, but I graduated from high school a half a century ago. So some of you have been there already, and some of you have yet to see it. But I, I took my grandmother to hers when I was um, in the airline so it would have been about 45 years ago, for something like that. And uh, it was in Garfield High School in Akron, Ohio. She wouldn't fly alone with a pass, so I accompanied her. That was a boring week. But I, I dropped her off at the high school, 
and she went into the crowd of people there. I was like 25, and I said, I thought to myself, my God, these people are so old looking. Were any of them ever in high school? <laughs> I'm gonna walk through that door and you know what I'm gonna be thinking. But um, nobody cares what we look like, do we? What are they gonna say? Oh, Gary, I'm so glad to see you. Are you still alive? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it, it's people, some people worry only about what they look like and nobody cares. They're thinking about themselves. <laughs> you know, we don't, nobody cares what you look like. Um, the important thing is what's on the inside because that's what everybody, that's what makes a person real. That's what's important to God. That's what's important to other people too. And, and but it's, it, we, sometimes it takes discernment to see that. We don't need Sister Breeze to pray over us to tell us what God wants. If you bring it to prayer, he'll tell you. And if you can't figure it out, ask your spouse. She'll, the, the, she or he, he or she will, I'll let she, they will tell you. <laughs> well, one or the other, right? Because Valentine's Day is on Ash Wednesday, so that's a good day to ask, I think. Um, God will tell us if we're listening. Because one day, all of this will become visible, and that which we paid so much attention to is going to fall away like yesterday's news. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that, but I'd like some more time, and I know you would too. So when we come before the Lord in these next four days to ask him, what might we do for Lent together, you and I, Lord? What might you like me to do, to do with you? Um, wait for the answer, because it might not be the first thing that comes to mind.